the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much for dialing our way on this Friday, March the 27th edition of Lifeline. Craig Roberts to kick off today's program. And you know, as we begin this program every day, we do so with an eye towards addressing issues, as we say almost every day, that impact your life, your world, your Christian walk, and certainly so much that it's impacting our life, our world, and hopefully, too, our Christian walk as a result of the events that have unfolded across the United States and across the globe in the wake of the coronavirus. Just today, the Centers for Disease Control now reporting that the United States has surpassed China with the number of reported cases now reaching 100,000 and sadly some 1,500 that have been claimed as a result of the spread of this horrific global pandemic. How accurate are those numbers against the numbers we're getting out of China? How accurate are the numbers out of China? Probably not very. We certainly know one thing, that as has been predicted by health experts, this may get worse before it gets better. And while this may seem for many to be a time to hide under the desk and quiver in fear, I think it's really a time for us to once again rethink who our source is and in whom we have believed and where we place our trust. If there was ever a time for the church to draw closer to God and dive deeper into his word, then this church is the time and the day for us to do it. For those of you that have been with us since uh, January on the fourth Friday of the month, you know that on the fourth Friday of the month, we turn over the phone lines to Dr. Phil Howard, founding pastor of Valley Bible Church in Hercules, who opens God's Word, shares with us, and then opens the phone lines and gives you an opportunity to share and ask questions. So I'm going to step aside here as the doctor is in, turn the proceedings over to my dear friend and colleague, Andy Froyland, who will introduce today's program and get things underway as, uh, once again, the sign is posted out front, the doctor is in, Dr. Phil Howard, founding pastor of Valley Bible Church in Hercules, live coming to you direct on this Friday, March 27th edition of Lifeline. Mr. Froyland, they're going to grab the shepherd's crook and pull me out of here, so I'll just (laughs) voluntarily step out of the way and let you take over, my friend. Oh, thank you very much, Craig. Here's the five bucks I owe you. Pastor Phil, you can put the revolver down now. He's gone. So. <laughs> it is it is a joy to be able to spend the evening with you, Pastor Phil, and with all of our listeners here on KFAX. Uh, just a, a couple of quick things as we get rolling today. If you would like to join the conversation with Pastor Phil, as, as, as Craig said, the doctor's in the house. So the phone lines are open, and that number is 888 888- 
F-O-R-K-F-A-X, 888-4-K-F-A-X. You want the digital numbers, 888-367-5329. Pastor Phil, you know, as as Craig mentioned just a moment ago, the uh, and I think this will kind of generate the the direction some of the direction of our conversation tonight. Um, you know, there's over a hundred thousand people now uh, who have uh, tested positive for this coronavirus. But you know, as, as Craig was saying that, I couldn't help but think that yeah, but there's still 7.5 billion people on this globe who test positive for sin. And, oh my! Yes. And while this is an important thing, there is something far more important that uh, eclipses all of this, if you really think about it. And tonight, I think you're going to do an amazing job of tying it all together for us. So with that, as the stage set, as they say, let me give you a, a, a nice little softball to get us rolling tonight here on Lifeline, brother. What does life look like in a couple of weeks? Or is this thing tapers off and we start going back to work? If there is work, there is. there are so many variables that have us wondering and we're confused. The, the horizon for some, well, it looks grim. Has God it lost control? Grim. Yeah, has God lost control or have we lost faith with him? Where's the encouragement in all this uncertainty, brother? Well, I think it's uh, it tests our... Christianity, it, it tests our worldview. Let's say we're theists. We believe that there is a God that, according to Psalms, says the Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas, in all their depths. Psalms 135, verse 6. And we have a God that said in Ephesians 1, I'm working everything out in keeping with this grand purpose. But uh, a tragedy has happened in our family history in which our father, our father unleashed death, disease, uh, family breakup. uh, Just the race is uh, not like it originally came from God's hand. Sin has come in, and now we're subject to war, famine, pestilence, disease. I believe Africa just uh, this last year had another invasion of locusts covering that uh, continent. Uh, the, The tsunamis, who can't predict? Now, someone, God is a wonderful person to have around when you, in these times, if you don't believe in him, because you can blame everything on him. Uh, right. But then, who do you give credit for good times? And God says, you know what? I give the good, I allow the bad. And Job said, I know when the, the market crashed, and many of us are maybe getting our retirement income from the uh, stock market, whatever. And the verse that came to me was what Job said, after he buried ten children in one day, he said, The Lord giveth, and the Lord takes away, not damn the Lord, but blessed be the name of the Lord. He Mm. gives, he takes, he's really in charge, and as sophisticated as we are, our medicine, our technology, who would ever thought that just a virus would be able to shut down America, 
shut down our churches, shut down uh, institutions. It is, but God does his best work in the hardest of times. That is true, isn't it? It, it usually... Anytime we see some hardship, uh, even personally in our lives, but then corporately as well, that's the time we need need to look up the most, isn't it? I think I think so. That uh, it, when I'm in trouble, he said, keep saying through the Psalms. And you know, when you read the life of David, this man was fleeing somebody wanting to kill him most of his life. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about physically kill him. And yet he writes psalms like, uh, The Lord is a great refuge in the day of trouble. I will hide in him. I think sometimes uh, the American way of life, uh, I'm born during World War II, is just uh, wrapping up. We had a year to go. But I grew up in a war town, air raids. Uh, the enemy are coming. And, and after that, the Cold War. Russia's going to come. I live with fear of world events, events that I could not control. Who's going to attack us again? And I think sometimes in the midst of so much prosperity, divine blessing, the goodness of God on this wonderful country, we just can't imagine it could ever be anything but this good. And so... Maybe God has sent this to wake us up to new challenges, new opportunities, and say, what if it all passed away? Uh, I'll tell you a story. Uh, Howard Hendricks used to tell it. He said he pulled up one night at his house in Dallas, and uh, his neighbor's house next door was on fire, and he was standing out in the street in his bathrobe, and Howard went up to him and tried to be a comfort, and the man said, Howie, I've lost everything. I just lost everything. And uh, Hendrick said, he asked himself, if this would have been my house, thank God I would not have lost everything. (laughs) That I've got something beyond. And you know what, Uh, dear believer, uh, it is dangerous just to be alive because you, you're you no more certain to be alive tomorrow than a vapor is to exist. It can be auto, cancer, tragedy. It, it goes on. It's dangerous. Only God gave you today. And so he sovereignly will determine who will die and who will live. And we as believers can say, my hope's built on him. And uh, whether I live or die, to live will be Christ, to die will be gain. And Mm. in the meantime, let's use all the wisdom we've got. I've been staying home two weeks with my wife, and man, uh, it's either a honeymoon or it's World War but no, it's a honeymoon, you know. <laughs> it is. Boy, she better be listening right now. Uh, I know, I just... that's why I had to cut it out. <laughs> 
Oh, brother. You know, I as I listen to you talk, I can't help but think of that amazing hymn. In fact, I, I, I use it in my life. You know, people say, oh, how are you? And you can lie and say, oh, I'm fine. And you can give the pat answer. But I found it much more beneficial to tell the truth and, and be meaningful about it at the same time. It is well with my soul. Though trials like sea billows roll, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken Mm. those who seek you. Psalms 9, verse 10. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, if you're a child of God, You've got strong consolation, and I beg of you, dear uh, uh, listener, if you've never put trust in Christ or never fled to God for refuge, uh, maybe God is speaking so loud to the whole country and the world that, hey, don't count on being alive tomorrow. What if you should be called to meet your maker today? Um mm. Are you ready? Someone says you're not ready to live until you're prepared to die. And uh, I I don't know. I grew up living on the edge of eternity. I was around Christians. I didn't want to be a Christian. They were too strict. Everything that I thought I liked, they said was wrong. I liked rock and roll. I liked dances. I'm beginning to like girls and, you know... I was just feeling my way and becoming a good sinner, but I kept hearing this, judgment's coming. This isn't all there is. Judgment's coming. The world will pass away. Don't die without Christ. Don't. Die. Now we call that hellfire brimstone. <laughs> but it was the absolute truth. Young man, young man, you can die one of these nights and not come home. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear it. And so I think the big plea, as C.S. Lewis said, God often whispers to us in our pleasure, but he uses pain to shout the loudest. He wants to get our attention and say, prepare to meet your God. Whether you live or die, be sure you flee to Christ in this crisis and say, I want to draw closer to God than I've ever been before. I may see him sooner than I ever counted on. Amen. We have to take a quick time out, Pastor Phil. Uh, for those of you listening here on KFAX tonight, if you'd like to join the conversation, you can do so. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, 888-367-5329. We're, we're uh, makeshift slapping this program together tonight. Uh, I'm in the Extreme Northern Command. Pastor Phil is in the Northern Command. And uh, Joel, our wonderful uh, engineer, is down there at the headquarters. So uh, we still would love to hear from you. You have questions about all of this? Well, bring them to the bring them to the doctor. He is in. We're going to take a time out now and go off to check that commute of yours and see just how things are going. Rather kind of light, I think. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center now with a look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. It is uh, Andy Froyland and your host tonight, Pastor Phil Howard. The doctor is in tonight. Uh, Pastor Phil Howard is the pastor emeritus at Valley Bible Church and your host of Truth For Today, Monday through Friday, 
5.30 to 6 a.m. right here on KFAX, as well as Sundays at 8.30 in the morning and 10.30 at night. And again, just an FYI, um, we're we're doing these makeshift uh, gatherings simply because of this uh, quarantine lockdown they have us in. And so the technology is such that we think we can do this. But if I start sounding like Max Headroom, You can blame it on the technology because uh, once in a while that digital stuff just kind of ekes through and we get what we get. In the meantime, we continue the program tonight with Pastor Phil Howard. You know, we were talking just before the break, uh, Pastor Phil, about the fact that in spite of everything that goes on, God is still on the throne. He's still in control. And I can't help but think that there are listeners out there going, yeah, but you don't know my situation. Yeah. And to be sure, yes, it is about you. And and there are situations, but there is nothing new under the sun. And God has given us great and precious promises, hasn't he? He truly has. Uh, I think of uh, the great words of God to a man who had uh, gone insane, had been insane for four years, no, seven years. Mm -hmm. And... uh, you talk about his world caving in, and uh, when he came back from his insanity and living out, uh, and here a man that lost his position. He lost the everything. Of the greatest empire. Yeah. And God tells him, said, uh, he, he said, you know what, Nebuchadnezzar, would you like to give a testimony of what you are thinking and experiencing these seven years? He said, well... Yes. He said, his dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? One thing I thank Andy, it drives all of us to say how unsearchable are God's ways. I think of Joseph, think of Job, uh, I think of even the Savior. Why don't you take this cup from me, Father? Uh, I'm so human, I'm trembling in fear to face the cross. Uh, I'm not a stoic. I, I haven't cast in my emotions. I'm not so God that I don't feel fear at this moment. Take the cup from me. And uh, God basically says, son, I love you, but I'm going to endure you to go through with it because it's going to have a greater effect later than now. And I would say to the child of God uh, who's suffering from anxiety, and fear. I love what Psalms 56 says, when I am afraid, I will trust in God whose word I praise. Psalms 56, 3. When I am, now, you know what? There are times we are absolutely afraid and we are anxious. But he said, I won't disown you in that time. Cast your care on me and I'll give you supernatural comfort because, uh, I think between the anxiety and the fear and maybe a little bit of hysteria, uh, 
that is as complicated as the disease today. Hmm. Is this is this something new for the church, Pastor Phil, uh, or or have we experienced things like this in generations past? Is this is this an opportunity for us, or is this a just another challenge like the rest of the world is facing? You know, I think sometimes people think that God's church are immune from problems. You know, you, you hear people that will espouse a prosperity gospel that everybody is to be healthy, well, prosper. Uh, I just think of the first 300 years of the church. Let's say up to Constantine, 313 A.D. I mean, most... I told a man one time, I said, I'm a part of a dangerous vocation. Most of the guys who had my vocation the first 300 years of the church lived in the threat of death every day. Uh, Their pastors were being killed. Their women were being thrown to the lions. Uh, Hard times. The church was born in hard times. It was not born in good times. Uh, And so... I'm one of these men that do not believe I'm appointed to the divine wrath God's going to pour out on the earth, and I hope I'm right. But nevertheless, uh, we are not immune from trouble. But we have ministered, we have prayed, we've trusted God. Many times we founded hospitals. We gave, we would minister to people when they were dying of diseases Nobody else wanted to touch. You know, I, I give you a story. My father was an iron worker, and often dangerous, dangerous jobs, putting up towers, uh, hotels, bridges, and it was not a bit uncommon for a man to go into the hole and, and, and never come home that night. And it was not uncommon for men to show up on the job drunk because they'd been out late that night, they'd partied, they came in. My father would often say, when he was a foreman, you don't go up until afternoon. You stack logs, you do different things around the site. I'll climb. And he, the men out of the Oakland local ironworkers, they know these stories. He said, because you see, if I die, if I fall, I'll see Jesus in a split second. I've got hope in any storm, disease, cancer. Not that I'm immune from it. I'm not saying I'm immune. I'm saying I've got a hope. I've got a Savior that he is as near to me in my affliction. I don't have to be driving a nice car and making big money. This God meets us with a hungry heart and gets us through the severest trials. He, mm. Over and over, the Bible seems to be a refuge for the suffering. Boy, I tell you what, we do have comfort in times of need, that is for sure. Uh, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, if you would like to join the conversation. Do you have a question for Pastor Phil in regards to what we're experiencing here and now? It seems to be in the forefront of everybody's mind. Uh, If you have a question that's of a theological nature, maybe you've been wondering something you heard earlier today here on KFAX, and 
it's got you thinking. Well, Pastor Phil Howard is around this evening here on Lifeline. Again, 888-FOR-KFAX, 888-367-5329. We're off to the KFAX Traffic Center. Another break for you and get a quick check of that commute of yours. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. Pastor Phil Howard is your host this evening here on Lifeline on KFAX. If you have a question for the doctor, as uh, Craig said earlier, the good doctor is in. 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. Pastor Phil is your host of Truth for Today, which you can hear right here on KFAX Monday through Friday. 5.30 in the morning, Sundays at 8.30 in the morning, and 10.30 in the evening. Right now we're talking about some of the challenges we as the church can face in the midst of the crisis that we find ourselves in the middle of. And it can be a challenge or it can be a real blessing, Pastor Phil. I, I tend to wonder how many of us are seeing this as the black velvet and failing to realize that we are jewelers who can add to that black velvet the diamond of the gospel and allow it to really shine in a dark time. Um, what are some, what are some practical things we can do as believers when it comes to our response to challenges that we face, such as the one we have today? Well, I would challenge, uh, every couple, uh, to set aside since you're together, if you're staying home, uh, those children, Work out a schedule where you put family devotions, a nearly a lost uh, tradition, but could be a time of taking prayer requests if, if the children are old enough, you know, to participate. Uh, and you say, but I have little ones. Well, maybe when they go down for the nap, uh, you know, I would say uh, devotions. Uh, do, you, do you have any song? Do you have one hymn book? We don't use hymn books anymore. Do you have a, any music that you could sing to the Lord? Uh, pray with each other, and thank God for technology today. I know um, many churches that they're uh, broadcasting daily devotions. Uh, when you think on Sundays alone with all the uh, wonderful speakers that you can get either on TV, on online, we're not shut off from hearing the Word of God and hearing uh, wonderful Bible teachers. How we express that, we still have phones, we still have computers, send a word of encouragement. Maybe you have a list of 15 people. Why don't you send them a scripture uh, as you read whatever ministers to your heart? Some of you might be a good time to discover your Bible, and I would encourage you to read the Psalms. Uh, you may start with even the New Testament epistles. Uh, other words, uh, set a pattern. You're not going to work, uh, and just make a schedule. Do it for the sustaining of your own soul, conquering fears, worshiping. You know, we don't have to be the church gathered to be the church. And God forbid that technology and stay at home uh, and not attend becomes your pattern. 
Of course, we have many shut-ins, people because of sickness and age, and that's totally legitimate. But I, I trust that the church will meet together once again uh, so that we may mutually encourage, mutually love one another. I mean, there will never be anything to, to fill that gap of what it's like to meet with God's people. But thank God we do have access to his word, music. I mean, we're not shut off from hearing the voice of God and even seeing his people worship him in different settings. You know, you mentioned the fact that uh, we have technology, and the challenge, obviously, is that we, we get lazy on the backside of all of this. And to be sure, uh, it, that was one of the thoughts I had that I wanted to give to you. You know, it takes 30 days to create a habit, good or bad. And, yeah, we run the risk of getting lazy on the backside of this, don't we? I mean, th- sure. the problem the problem is, uh, and you probably know this more than most, gathering together isn't just gathering together. I mean, certainly we can get great teaching right here on KFAX, online, a a variety of things. But at the end of the day, Pastor Phil, it it behooves us to maintain that koinonia fellowship that requires a Uh, face-to-face. We also have the Lord's table that we're celebrating on a regular basis. Tithing is huge. I mean, what are churches going to do? I, most people, I, I can only imagine, are sitting there watching on YouTube or on their favorite channel, and, and then, then they, they turn it off and go about their business, not even realizing, man, the church is still responsible for a variety of things that require that tithe. And it, it simply because we have a, uh, a crisis doesn't negate the fact that we are still obligated to the Lord to bring in the tithes and offerings, right? You're absolutely right, because uh, I've been getting letters from different, uh, uh, I mean, ministries of great uh, status, wonderful ministries, been going for years, uh, laying off people left and right, uh, facing uh, extinction. If they don't uh, have finances, and I would say to uh, the radio audience, hey, uh, you can give online, you can drive by the church and and put it in a mailbox. In other words, there's a way, there's a way. We desperately need uh, your financial support, your prayers, This is because somebody, I assume, uh, is on payroll at your church, I assume many of you, if you're anything like the church I've attended all these years, we still pay a mortgage. Uh, The utilities keep going. I mean, all these expenses, and many of our people have either lost their job. Uh, You know, it's a, even as uh, President Trump has been saying, it's not only a health hazard, we're in an economic crisis. So, it's the same for the church. We want our people to be well. We want them to be kept from the disease. But in the meantime, we're paying the downside of an economic, an economic shutdown that we've never seen the likes of. And that in itself, I mean, if I read Philippians right, that in itself doesn't uh, prevent us from giving either, does it? No, it does. It does not. Uh, oh, my uh, just you know, just think of it, Andy. If uh, 
had, let's say, a month of this, and at the end of it, there was no church. No, nobody met anywhere that the right. church, this was totally shut down. Well, it hasn't shut down in China. Uh, we've got 50 million believers there still worshiping God, still praising. You know, when, this is not the gates of hell, and that is literally the gates of death shall not make my church cease. Right. It will not prevail. And I would say... In the name of Jesus, uh, uh, coronavirus, you will not stop the Church of the Living God. Because our God is greater than you. God's going to use this for his glory and purpose somehow. I don't know exactly how. I didn't ask for it. I don't want it. I don't like it. But I can trust him even when I can't understand what's going on. I like a song that Babby... Mason used to sing, when I cannot trace God's hand, I can still trust his heart. Hmm. We certainly can. And to that end, I do want to spend some time tonight doing just that, encouraging ourselves to trust in God. Um, You mentioned the church in China, and I I can't help but think, yes, they still continue to meet in spite of the coronavirus and what, I mean, it originated there, you know? Yes, and then yes. at the end of the day, they still worship, and and they worship in spite of, A, the coronavirus, but even more importantly, B, the persecution that their government gives them. I mean, we're not under persecution. We're just under quarantine. So yeah, how much quarantine. more should we be responding than the church in China, right? Uh, it is true. Uh, I remember one lecturer saying that uh, here, when the uh, uh, communists took over the country, and they incarcerated so many Chinese pastors. And uh, he said, after many of them were incarcerated for 10 years, 15, and by the time they uh, let them out, the church had exploded. Howard Hendricks said, maybe we ought to put all the pastors in America in prison and see if the church might explode. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I... Jesus, but he's yes. just saying, not even persecution will stop this church. Amen to that. And, I, you know, I, 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 I trust God, and I believe that with all my heart. Do I want to experience it? Not necessarily. But uh, if, no, I'm if a the... coward. I don't want to experience it. <laughs> Phil Coward the Howard. That's right. You got it. All right, Pastor Phil, I, we have I to take to a... I have a pastor friend of mine. He said, you know what? He said... Uh, I know you're the most godly man, you're the, and he would go on like that. And he said, I'm just going to move away from you as far as I because it seemed like the righteous <laughs> are tested the most. Exactly. Uh, yeah, well, you know, time. what is it uh, Spurgeon used to say? If God purposes to take a man through de- uh, great things, he'll first take him through deep things. So. Oh, my. We, we have to take a quick time out again and check traffic, pay some bills. And when we come back, Dan is on the line. That leaves a couple of lines open at 888-4KFAX, 888-367-5329. Dan, hang on through the break. We'll touch base with you on the other side of this commercial stop set and uh, see what you've got for Pastor Phil. This is Lifeline. Andy Froyland and Pastor Phil Howard with you tonight. And off to the KFAX Traffic Center now with a look at your commute. 
And now, back to Lifeline. Pastor Phil Howard is your host this evening. I'm Andy Froyland, kind of keeping things uh, moderated, I guess. That's that's the word. I'm the moderator. Uh, if you would if you would like to join the conversation, it's 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, 888-367-5329. Pastor Phil Howard can be heard daily here on KFAX. Uh, he's your host for Truth For Today, Monday through Friday, 5.30 in the morning, Sundays, 8.30 in the morning, and 10.30 at night. We have, uh, we've, we've got Dan on the line, Pastor Phil, so let's jump right into Dan's call. Welcome to the program, Dan, and thank you for joining us. You uh, had a question for Pastor Phil? Hi, it's a pleasure to speak to you. I was maybe 11, 13, started in with a lot of uh, Adventist exposure, and uh, as it preceded about 10 more years, I was finally baptized, but I want to ask you, because... You were, uh, Pastor Phil, you, I've heard your testimonies that you were kind of hard-headed or kind of profane when you started out, and you began developed a great love for Christ, and I'd like to know how you got yourself to become so transparent when it arose out of the background that you came from. You've become a very transparent, uh, uh, very willing to speak to others, and very... Uh, you're not cagey at all, and you're not legalistic. So how did you do that? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I often have people tell me uh, that I'm transparent, and the only way I can say is that uh, I like what the, uh, a biographer, he he wanted to write a biography of Spurgeon, and Spurgeon said, I'll write it in the heavens, for I have nothing to hide. And so that uh, receiving Christ at 14 in Richmond, California, uh, and then walking within these years, uh, I haven't been stealing the money. I have not uh, been a philanderer. Uh, I, I All I could say is he really did save me and that uh, my faults are real, and I think God's people need hope. I grew up with uh, some really fairly strict Pentecostal people. I love the Lord, born again, uh, a lot of... But there was many areas that uh, uh, God, through trial and error, I thought I, I was afraid to become a Christian because I couldn't be perfect. You know, I, I, my concept was, boy, you have to nearly be perfect. I didn't know that Christians still sin. They have to confess it. And somehow uh, my audience has always been, uh, just for the one of a better word, the common man, the, the man or woman in the pew, that he hasn't called me to preach to theologians. He's called me to preach to people that most likely never went to Bible college. Uh, and I'm not there to make them feel ignorant or to feel stupid. I went to school. I studied the Word. I want to be a blessing to you, and I can't help you by lying to you, lying about myself. Uh, I love what the, the line that says, take God serious but quit taking yourself so serious. That we are not the message. 
we aren't that important. It's God. Well, uh, truth is a great... Uh, I have to say this, if you don't mind, I just give you a little education. I, I came from a strict, uh, let's say, uh, Pentecostal roots, and like I said, many of my family, I love these people. I grew up there, but I, was, I had a lot of wrong uh, views, let's say. I wound up going to school with Baptists, many of them, and I, I grew up, we had it, they didn't, very, uh, just, it was a, really a wrong attitude. But I think through years of schooling, I went to school with Mennonites, I went to school with uh, different kinds of Baptists, I went to Dallas, I, I was exposed to these various schools, and I met wonderful Christians in all these groups, and boy, I'd have to write papers. Uh, you know what? Getting around people that knew far more than me and having to admit you've been wrong on that view and having to humble myself and uh, to say, I don't care how much enthusiasm you have. It doesn't mean you have any wisdom or have any knowledge. And, and the humility of being shown wrong so much that said, boy, if we can only be humble. I was always afraid of pride because I knew us preachers fell into trouble. Money, this sin or that. I thought, give me humility. And with that came transparency. That I, I want you to see Christ. I'm not trying to impress you with me. Man, that's... Uh... You know, and you mentioned something else, Pastor Phil. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for your call. That That's leaves a line open, by Dan. the way. And we're all hard-headed by nature. <laughs> <laughs> we are. That leaves a line open at 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 367-5329. Thanks again, Dan. You know, uh, Pastor Phil, as you were talking, I, I, I can't help but think, if you, if you want to kind of boil this thing down a bit, Basically, what you were saying were, were, were two things that are key to answering Dan's question. Number one, if the Spirit is actually filled inside of you, you're going to want to start acting like Jesus. But number two, in order to do that, master the Bible until it masters you, right? Oh, my. Uh, I, I, that is true, Andy. Uh, for some, God in His grace, from 15 on, uh, I made a vow to pray I had a prayer life. Uh, I was challenged by another youth evangelist, and so I started this prayer life. And then this hunger to know what God said. I, I wanted to know what the Bible said. And uh, that, I'm telling you, it, it's hard to get in an argument with God. He's always right. And, and <laughs> he, he's never wrong, is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so you, I, I I love the line that uh, a dear brother said. Uh, it was being asked with young people. They said, uh, "What's your advice for life?" He said, "If you want to get better, hang out with people smarter than you." Hmm. And Fun. you know what? I've been hanging out with people smarter than me from my youth. And I started out by hanging out with the prophets, the epistles, the Proverbs. And Proverbs said, because I, or Psalms 119, because I fear your law and I keep your commandments, I'm smarter than my counselors. 
In other and, words, uh, find find the Caleb's and Joshua's and grab a hold of their coattails, right? Th- there you go. And I think don't get caught in this uh, millennial stereotyping. I want to ask: Are you a fool or a wise man? A fool you can teach, uh, uh, or you can't teach. But a wise man is a teachable person. And we have to ask all of ourselves, all of our life, are you teachable? Mm, Yeah. That is the challenge these days, being teachable, which requires a humility that I think we've lost by and large in the church today, haven't we? Oh, I I think so. Uh, Even in government, everything rides on whether a Democrat said it or a Republican. I just want to say... Well, could we shut up about the label and just say, did you have any wisdom for us? Right. We need wisdom. I don't need the party. I need, is there a wise man? Could someone speak into our confusion and rise above the chaos of the cacophony that we live with and just give us a wise that will benefit Democrat, Republican, independent, white, black, brown. Please, somebody, give me a divine word that there's no deception in it. Mm. I'm, I, I'm reminded of Jeremiah 6, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look. Ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. We're always looking for the latest and the greatest, and God's saying, hey, I've been here all along, hasn't he? I've been here all along, and uh, I, I know, I was thinking, I lived through the 60s as a teenager, graduated from high school in the 60s, but because I feared his word and Proverbs taught me moral boundaries, Man, I was on the sidelines as my friends were going into drugs, sex, rock and roll, and going wild in the 60s. And you know what? I was a drag, a bore, because I said, I want to do it God's way. Hmm. And now, to be transparent, isn't it something, uh, sometimes the church can be so phony, so legalistic, it's why the real broken people don't feel comfortable, because we've learned to act pious when we really aren't. We're the elder brother. We won't come to the father's party. God, God is so kind to people. And it is wonderful to say, I have no agenda towards you, but to pass on the good news of God. And it just gives you clean eyes and a clean heart. You know, I don't want to sell you anything. I don't want to sell you anything that might kill you. I don't want to sell your girl. I want to tell her how she can know Jesus and go to heaven. I don't want to hurt you, mister. Uh, I, I, I'm over that. I'm, over, I, I'm not trying to be bad anymore. God is my refuge. I have no righteousness but in him. Amen to that. I'll tell you what, this is what we'll do. We're going to take another time out here, Pastor Phil, but when we come back, I can remember, this was several years ago, but uh, we used to have a program here on KFAX called Issues Etc., and the host was uh, Don Matzett, good Lutheran guy. And I, I remember what he did, and this is what I'd like to do with you. He brought on one of his professors at one point, and uh, he's, he, he told the professor before the show that he wanted to talk 
about uh, faith in Jesus. And so he got his professor in the studio, and he said, I don't want to talk about faith in Jesus. I want to talk about Jesus. I just want to talk about Jesus. Not faith. I want to talk about Jesus. And after an hour, he said, now now we've just experienced faith in Jesus. And I think this is it fits perfectly for us today here on Lifeline because we need faith in Jesus. We've got everything swirling around us uncertainty, chaos, concern, and, and it's crazy. So I think in hour number two of Life to Line, what, I, what I'd like for us to do, Pastor Phil, is just spend some time talking about Jesus. I think the best encouragement we can find is found in our elder brother, the Lord Christ. So we'll take a quick time out. We'll do just that. And we'll to answer your phone calls. If you've got a question regarding any of this, By all means, chime in. The program is for you as well. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, 888-367-5329. You have a question for Pastor Phil. We'll do our best to get you in touch with him so we can uh, see if we can't encourage you this evening here on Lifeline. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center now for a look at your commute. 